How do you do? Tonight, we will hear a recital by keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler. As I have given most of the details of her life in previous programs, I would like to read what some of the musical authorities of the day had to say about her. Here is what one critic wrote. This was in 1901. Has anyone in the audience ever seen her for the first time without a feeling of compassion? This small, slight, frail, delicate woman, how can she dare to attempt the gigantic task of playing as she so often does, two or even three great concertos in one evening? But, as the New York Sun once said, she is an electric dynamo endowed with a human body and soul. Keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler begins her tonight's recital with a composition by the first woman to become famous as a composer, Cécile Chaminade. The name of the music is Le Retour, The Return. It is a cheerful, lively piece of music, somewhat unjustly neglected, as you will agree when you hear Madame Zeisler playing it. Le Retour by Cécile Chaminade.
Cécile Chaminade's Le Retour, keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Tesla. Chaminade, who apparently made some recordings in the early days of the phonograph, was herself a fine pianist. But it is chiefly as a composer of charming, tuneful and elegant music that she is best remembered. Next, we present keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler playing two pieces by Scarlatti, arranged, as the music says, for concert performance by Karl Tausig. I compared the original Scarlatti versions with the Tausig arrangements, and with the exception of amplifying some of the passages, Tausig resists the temptation, fortunately, of adding the flamboyance of the 19th century to these delightful examples of Baroque keyboard music. Strangely enough, they are called sonatas in the original Scarlatti edition. The connotations of the word sonata is drastically different nowadays. Actually, the word is derived from the Latin sonare, to sound, and was used simply to distinguish an instrumental piece from a cantata or vocal piece. Gradually, the word sonata came to mean what was really a suite of three or four contrasting movements. First we hear keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Seister playing the Scarlatti Sonata called Pastorale, transcribed by Karl Tausig.
It is interesting to note that Tausig transposed his arrangement into the key of E minor. Scarlatti's original is in D minor. Probably this was to make it a little more brilliant for the modern piano. Scarlatti, of course, composed for the harpsichord. The second of our Scarlatti-Tausig pieces is titled Capriccio. Here Tausig maintained the original key of E major and again, except for some very slight additions, keeps practically to the original. Keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Seisler playing the Capriccio Scarlatti-Tausig. That was the Scarlatti-Tausig arrangement of the Capriccio in E major, titled by the composer simply Sonata. We now hear keyboard immortal Zeisler in a very well-known work, the fanciful Poupée Valsante, the waltzing doll by Poldini. This Italian-Hungarian, although quite a prolific composer, seems to be remembered solely by this one piece. 
Poldini composed several operas and three fairy tale operas for children, and The Dancing Doll is probably from one of these children's operas. Poupée Valsant by Eduard Poldini, played by keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler. I was interested in reading that Poldini, whose Poupée Valsant, Madame Zeisler has just played, died only a few years ago in Vevy, Switzerland aged nearly 90. Next, Madame Zeisler plays music by Maurice Moskowski, the Polish pianist-composer who spent most of his life in Paris. We will hear The Gondolera, 
a somewhat elaborate version of the gondola type of composition, which is, of course, based on the rocking, gentle rhythm of a gondola floating slowly through the canals of Venice. Gondolera by Moskowski, our keyboard immortal, Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler.
And now, after the Gondolera by Moskowski, we come to the musical high point of our recital by Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler. It is one of those deep, almost formidable works that so astonished the critics of her day when she performed it. She will play Beethoven's last sonata, opus 111 in C minor. By this time, Beethoven had exhausted the possibilities of the piano in the sonata form, and for the next few and last years of his life, he devoted himself to composing those difficult and subtle quartets which took several generations to establish them as the masterpieces they are. It is hard to realize in the face of much avant-garde music why it was so difficult for the general public to understand these last compositions of Beethoven's. But when placed in the context of the generally accepted music of the day, which was by and large somewhat unsophisticated and often quite banal, it becomes clear why this music of Beethoven's was simply over the heads of the general public a hundred years ago. This sonata is in two movements. The first one begins maestoso or majestically, followed by an allegro con brio ed appassionato, fast with fire and passion. Here is keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Zeisler playing the first movement of the Beethoven sonata in C minor, opus 111.
That was the first movement of the Beethoven Sonata in C minor. Our keyboard immortal, of course, is Madame Zeisler. The second and final movement of this Beethoven Sonata is what musicians might term a typical Beethoven slow movement. It is loosely in the form of a lyric theme, followed by a number of complex rhapsodic variations. I cannot help wondering whether Beethoven did not perhaps intend composing a finale for this sonata. But remember, he was completely deaf at this time and shut off entirely from hearing any music at all. However, in Beethoven's meticulous indications of expression and detailed fingerings, it becomes obvious that the master not only could clearly hear his music in his mind, but also, no doubt, played it himself on the piano. And so to conclude our Fanny Bloomfield Seisler recital, here is that great lady playing the second, the last movement of the Beethoven Sonata in C minor, opus 111. The theme is marked Arietta, an aria, adagio molto, semplice e cantabile, slow with simplicity and in a song-like manner.
keyboard immortal Fanny Bloomfield Sassler has just played the second movement of Beethoven's last piano sonata, Opus 111, in C minor. We sincerely trust that you've enjoyed this recital by this immortal lady pianist. Next week we will present a complete contrast. Keyboard immortals play concert favourites. You will hear Joseph Levine, Igumnov, who was Rachmaninoff's adoring friend, Gabrilovich and Dohnani. They will play lighter compositions, the ones with which the virtuosos always delight their audiences when they present their encores almost as the dessert after the main course. Music will be, among others, by Strauss, Godard, Brahms, Schumann, and you will hear the famous Rakoshi March by Franz Liszt. And so for Sony Superscope, Mr. Joseph Estushinsky, this is Felix de Kohler bidding you au revoir and auf Wiedersehen.